this is RJ Hunt here, and you're listening to my podcast series titled Buff Dub Sports. During this podcast, I will be discussing the hottest topics in sports. The focus will be on Detroit sports, but time to time, the topics may venture out into teams outside of the Detroit region. If you love basketball, baseball, football, boxing, MMA, wrestling, all the sports, you name it, then this is the podcast for you. Listen to the podcast to hear sports from the mind of someone straight out of the Gen Z generation. I truly hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please leave a nice review and subscribe. Also, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at RJ underscore Hunt 36. Once again, you are listening to the Buffed Up Sports Podcast Series. Now it's time to get the show on the road. What up, what up, what up, little people, big people, all people. How y'all feeling out there? Yes, it's me. It's RJ here again. And you are listening to the latest episode of Buffed Up Sports. That's right. Well, Thanksgiving just passed, so I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving Everything was different this year, but I do enjoy seeing the creativity people had this year with the Zoom calls and things of that nature. Because obviously we all trying to stay safe, but you know how it is. You grub on some food, watch some football, take it easy, take a nap after on the couch. You know, that type of things. Tradition, man. Tradition. We're going to talk about tradition at Thanksgiving a little later on. Well, today I have a lot to talk about, so we about to knock this show out. Let's get right into it. First thing first, boxing. So, obviously, since the last time we talked, we had the Crawford and Kell Brook fight, a fight that I was looking forward to, and it ended in the fourth round. I mean, that's all you could say about that one. Terrence Crawford hit Kell Brook with a body blow, and that was all she wrote. I honestly, on my scorecard, had Kell Brook winning every single round. So when Crawford hit him with the Knockout, not that it was going to change the fight because it was early in the fight, but I had Crawford down. So, yeah, that knockout changed everything for me. So that was that. Crawford, he even posted on Twitter how this fight is never going to happen. That's all he said. He was like, this fight ain't never going to happen. Of course, he's probably talking about the Errol Spence fight. I hope something can happen there because we all want to see that fight. Speaking of Errol Spence, by the time I put the next episode out, he would have already fought Danny Garcia. So I'm going to lay down my prediction now for that fight. I'm going to root for Spence as this is his comeback fight. Will he win? I mean, after all he went through, car flipped over, launched out of the vehicle. The fact that that man is alive is saying something. So if he can get back in the ring and be him old self, woo, that's a warrior, I'm telling you. But I am rooting for Spence. Will he win? I think he can do it. I honestly do. Uh, I really think he could pull it off. What I'm thinking is... I don't see a knockout, but I see a decision, and I I can definitely see a close fight as Spence hasn't fought in a while. I mean, neither has Garcia. Nobody's fought. It's pandemic going on. Obviously, Spence's case is a little different than Garcia's. And then, the fight that we never thought we would see, but we're somehow going to see. Yes, I'm talking Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones. Now, Everybody is curious to see what's going to happen in this fight because these men are way out of their prime. But a lot of people have been hyped about Mike Tyson workout videos, which he does look good in. So a lot of people are counting Roy Jones out. Let me just say this. 
Mike Tyson ain't had a fight in over 15 years, I believe. Roy Jones was fighting in the last couple years. He's been in the ring more recently than Tyson. So I feel like that's going to give Jones an advantage. But we all know Roy Jones doesn't have a chin. And we all know Mike Tyson has the power of a madman. So that might not be a good combination for Jones. But everybody's sleeping on Jones. I'm trying to tell y'all, don't sleep on my man Roy. But if I had to pick a winner, I'm going Tyson. And I believe the guys are wearing headgear, which is very necessary because I don't want to see neither one of them get hurt. It is an exhibition for crying out loud. Also, Nate Robinson. Yes, I am talking about the underdog of the NBA. Nate Robinson is going against the YouTuber. Logan Paul or is it Jake Paul? One of them Paul boys, I don't keep up. Anyway, I'm taking Nate Robinson. Because if you know Nate Robinson, you know he a dog. I remember in the big three, he got to a scuffle, as they say, with Rashad McCants. And Nate ain't back down, so I mean, I'm just gonna go ahead with Nate. Nate ain't scared of nobody. No lie, I am very excited for that card, though. I don't know why, but I am. They're doing what they're supposed to do. It's entertainment, because it definitely has me interested. Moving on from boxing, Lions football. <sighs> Same old Lions. I wish we could count how many times I've said that since I started this podcast. The phrase, same old Lions. Let's, let's start with this. They had a lucky win versus a team with no name. They beat the Washington football team, who's just as bad as them, if not worse, by a lucky field goal from Prater. How many yards was it? 50-something yards. Come on now. It's ridiculous. Then the next week, you got shut out by a team, again, just as bad as you or even worse. Not beat, but shut out. You didn't put a single point on the scoreboard the whole game that's just loss of words there and then thanksgiving day another loss another thanksgiving loss again to a team just as bad as you if not worse and they got smacked the thing with the washington game again these are pretty much evenly matched teams and it was a close game lions had the lead up into the fourth quarter but you know how that goes but they still won, and it was a close game. I could take that versus back-to-back blowouts. Seriously, to teams just as bad as you or worse, you get smacked by them? When does Patricia go? Seriously. Again, Thanksgiving just passed. Lord forgive me for saying this, but I would be pretty thankful if that man didn't have a job by the next week. And then you have people out here saying, why do you put the Lions on Thanksgiving? Just take them off the Thanksgiving schedule altogether. I can't do that. As I said earlier in the podcast, Thanksgiving, traditions. You got the turkey. You got your cousins and aunties and uncles over at grandma's house. And then you have the football game on. Not only is watching football on Thanksgiving tradition, but watching the Lions lose is tradition. It's like if the Lions win on Thanksgiving, I'm kind of eerie about how the rest of my day is about to go now. I'm... I'm starting to wonder, is somebody going to drop the food as they walking it in? Like, that's how I be feeling when the Lions win on Thanksgiving, because it's just not right. It just doesn't happen. That's all I have to say about that sorry team. But moving on to another sorry team, a team I love to death, but they still sorry. Yes, I'm talking about the Detroit Pistons. One thing I can say about the Pistons, this might be long-winded, but I'm going to let it all out. The Pistons are doing something that they should have done 10 years ago. And that's do a complete rebuild. You want to talk about cleaning house? 
our new GM, Troy Weaver, a.k.a. Troy Reaper, a.k.a. Trader Troy, he came in and said, Van Gundy, skip all that mess you did. He was in that, he, he, he popped in like that Tom Hanks movie when Mans was like, I'm the captain of the ship now. Because that's how he came up in Detroit, and that's how he was doing it all through the last week. My mans was making moves before the draft even started it. Like two, three days ahead. Monday morning, I wake up to an ESPN alert talking about Bruce Brown is traded. So in fact, I'm about to name you off all the moves this man has done. In fact, I'm about to list off the moves this man has done. I'm not even gonna name all of them because of how confusing it might get, but I'm definitely about to name the important ones and even that's a big list. Anyway, here it goes. We traded Bruce Brown. All right, so there goes one of your fan favorites, gone. Of course, everybody's like, what? Okay, so Bruce Brown's traded. Then you traded a future first rounder for Trevor Ariza and a 16th pick for the draft that just passed. I'm like, all right, Ariza not bad. And you getting the second pick because obviously we going into the draft with the seventh. Then we drafted Killian Hayes with our seventh pick of the draft. This move was met with questions. You had some like, why would you draft Killian Hayes when you had better players on the board? Then you had some like, he was the best point guard available at that point. Me personally, the team definitely needed a point guard. So I wasn't too mad at the move because I was like, all right, this dude might be the guy. We're going to hope and see. Obviously, the Pistons are high on Sekou. Killian and Sekou are already known as the French connection as they both have French roots. So, hopefully that chemistry can bring this thing together. Then they drafted the big man, Isaiah Stewart, with their 16th pick. You know, the one they traded for. I don't know much about Isaiah Stewart, but everybody seems to be happy we got him. So, all right, cool. Then we traded Luke Kennard. This move, a lot of people was mad at because all we did was get the 19th pick in return for Luke. But I was honestly happy with it. Because Luke, to me, seems injury prone. And I just didn't like his confidence. I felt like it was nights he would not want to shoot and he wouldn't do nothing. And in the nights he would want to shoot, he would go crazy. So I'm like, bro, just do that every night. But he wouldn't. I like Luke, but I just don't see, I just didn't see him fitting. I didn't. Then you drafted a shooter at 19th pick. You know, the one you got for Luke Kennard. You drafted a shooter in Sadiq Bay. Again, another player I don't know much about, but I was looking up his college stats. He had one of the highest field goal percentage from deep in the college rankings. So that's got to be solid. Then you traded for a second round pick. We didn't even have a second round pick going into the draft. So we used that pick to get Saban Lee. So you ended draft night with four different rookies when you only really guaranteed two. That's impressive, you ask me. Then let's get into the free agency things. Before things really got rolling, we traded away Tony Snell. Last season started small for Yep, he's gone. Got Dwayne Dedman. I like Dwayne Dedman as a backup center. I've seen him play a few times. Not bad. They let Thon Maker and Langston Galloway go away. Everybody in their mama, everybody in their brother, their sister, their father, their grandfather ought to be happy that Thon Maker's gone. I will say Thon Maker did try. Let's be real. He was trying. He just wasn't good. No other way to put it. Then you had Langston Galloway. I didn't necessarily like Langston at first, but one, community-wise, seemed like a good dude because he did a lot for the community. And then in the last season, I actually enjoyed his performance on the court. So, I mean, hey, what can you do? Because he was consistent the whole year. Got to give credit when you're consistent. So this one, things really start to go like, whoa, for the Pistons. First free agency signing, Mason 
Plumley, three years, 25 million. Troy Weaver, what the heck were you thinking? Did you really just pay a 31 year old backup center, three years, 25 mil? The same Mason Plumley who hurt the Denver Nuggets in last season's Western Conference Finals? Yes, that same Mason Plumley. But then we go sign former number two overall pick, Jaleel Okafor. I used to actually enjoy Okafor at Duke. So I thought he was going to be the man in the NBA. Things haven't necessarily went that way for him. He's still young. Hopefully the Pistons can be that team. He has a great coach in Dwayne Casey who's known for developing players. Same thing for Josh Jackson who just signed with Detroit also. And I'm really big on Josh Jackson. He was the fourth pick a few years ago in the draft. And what I like about Josh Jackson, he's from the Detroit area. So obviously you come home to play for your hometown, that's going to give you some extra motivation. It's like he literally grew up a fan of the Pistons. If you didn't know, it's a funny story out there if you ask me. Apparently, he was at the game where the malice in the palace went down. He was about eight or nine years old. He said he started seeing them Pacers players beat up his favorite team. So he started throwing water bottles too. If that don't get you excited for having dude here, I don't know what can, because I don't know what it was with that story, but I was like, yes, I'm glad he's here, because that means he's been riding for Detroit since he was a youngin. I love it. Then, the biggest free agency signing that the Pistons have made so far, Jeremy Grant's coming to Detroit. What is this? The Detroit Nuggets? Because, I mean, you just signed Plumlee from Denver, now you're getting Grant. Anyway, Jeremy Grant should be a nice acquisition, as they say. Three years, 60 million. Some are arguing that he's overpaid, but I like the time frame of his signing and how he could possibly be like our go-to guy during these rebuilding years. You know, let him see what he's going to do. Because Denver fans are mad. Let's say that first. Denver fans are mad because Denver offered him the exact same offer that Detroit gave, and he decided to stay with Detroit. Obviously, Denver's way ahead of Detroit in the case of they're a better team. But Grant wanted to come to Detroit because he wanted that bigger role. So I'm glad he wanted to come here. But Denver fans are mad talking about he's a sellout, he's a traitor, da-da-da-da-da. So usually when a team's mad at a player for leaving, that must mean they actually really enjoyed him playing there. Because do you see Pistons fans complaining about Thon Maker leaving Detroit? No! So that should tell you everything you need to know. Hopefully, that's a good signing. But I have to wonder, with him getting paid $60 million, I'm questioning, does Blake Griffin stay in Detroit? And if, and if so, for how long? Because what do you do? Blake's not coming off the bench, not with his big old contract. Grant's not coming off the bench either. So do you move Grant to the three? Do you move Blake to the five, considering they both play the four naturally? What do you do? The Pistons' biggest L, though, of free agency, Christian Wood is Gone. He's heading to Houston to ball out with James Harden and Russell Westbrook, at least for now, as they have been a trade rumor. But Christian Woods going to the Houston Rockets, and somebody asked something on Instagram, like, why don't you want to be in Detroit? And he was like, it's not that I'll let y'all know one day or something along those lines. I'm sorry I don't have the exact quote. Forgive me for that. But I'm curious to know what the deal was with that, because why wouldn't you want a player like Christian Wood on your team? especially considering he's young and you're trying to rebuild with young players. Another signing, Wayne Ellington is back. This is a move I had a question with because I didn't honestly like Wayne Ellington when he was in Detroit 
two seasons ago. He was good, you know, regular season-wise. We only had him for half the season, if that. He was good regular season-wise, but in the playoffs, he disappeared, and I haven't really got over that yet. So I think Wayne Ellington, to me, is definitely overrated. Everybody's talking about you need a shooter, which you do, but Wayne Ellington was the best one out there because if that's the case, I would have kept Galloway. But what you gonna do? My thing with Troy Weaver is, after I just named all those moves, He's probably not done. That's the crazy thing because he's been a madman since, you know, this little period where you can start making trades and signings. And with the training camp starting by the next time you hear from me, who knows what can happen until then. And then things are obviously going to get more exciting as the season is only a few weeks away now. This question comes from my bro, Orion Day. His question is, where do the Pistons finish in the East? I've been going back and forth. Truth be told, I have to one day go through and look at everybody's roster to see where do we really stack. The bias in me is telling me we might mess around and end up in a playing game because as you know, the NBA is no longer doing the one through eight thing this year. I'm being dead serious when I say I could possibly see the Pistons mess around and get in a playing game, if nothing else. But at the same time, I'm like, man, it's the Pistons, bro. Everything has to go perfect for that to happen. And so do I see that happening? No, because you know you can't count on Blake for every game. You know you can't count on Rose for every game. And when I say that, I'm talking injuries because when they're healthy, they're going to ball out. But they're not always healthy. Anyways, the Pistons have done a lot, and I can't wait to see what happens with them. This has probably been the most exciting the Pistons have been in years because, again, they're finally doing the rebuild, something that should have happened 10 years ago. And what I like about it this time is that they're doing things right. With that being said, the music is starting to play. So that means it's time to wrap this episode up. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. My handle is the same for both accounts at RJ underscore Hunt 36. Thank you for listening. I hope you come back to hear more episodes. If you can, please subscribe. Please leave a rating and please leave a review. I love to hear the feedback. So if you can, do that for me. Now just remember to spread love, hold your chest out, hold your head up, show off them pretty teeth, and don't you worry about a thing. Until next time, y'all be good out there. God bless you all. Peace. Yeah.